Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God from 1 Kings 19. Elijah said, I have been very jealous for the Lord, the God of hosts. For the people of Israel have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. And I, even I only am left, and they seek my life to take it away. This is God's word. One of the great mysteries of 20th century history is how an entire nation like Germany could so quickly and rapidly be taken over by the poison of Nazism. And that's an interesting question for us as Lutherans to ask. To ask because obviously our Lutheran faith has roots in Germany. It's often asked, what, what happened there? It should be noted that there were brave people, bold Christians, who did stand up to tyranny, who did speak out oftentimes losing their lives in the process. One name you might be familiar with is the name of Dietrich Bonhoeffer, the German pastor and theologian who wrote a number of things about the Christian faith and who famously was involved in a plot, a failed plot, to assassinate Hitler. He was arrested, put into a concentration camp, and was actually executed just a few weeks before the war in Europe came to an end. Bonhoeffer's most famous work is probably The Cost of Discipleship. And there Bonhoeffer writes words we do well to hear. He says about being a disciple, when Christ calls a man, he bids him come and die. In other words, if you're a disciple of Jesus Christ, expect it to cost your life. Being a disciple of Jesus Christ can be deadly. One of Bonhoeffer's colleagues and counterparts, I shouldn't call him a counterpart, although they did at times end up on opposite sides of different issues, was another Lutheran theologian named Hermann Sasse. Whereas Bonhoeffer was part of a movement in the church to try to look beyond theological divisions and just unite all Christians regardless of confession, Hermann Sasse saw the need for the Lutherans to hold fast to their confession of faith. And Sasa was not put to death. He actually ended up, after the war, going to Australia and living to an old age and serving the church in various ways. But he also spoke out against Nazism, against what the people were buying into in Germany in his day. And he... 
not as famously as Bonhoeffer, but notedly, called the life of a Lutheran a lonely way. He talked about how Lutherans were always being pulled either towards Roman Catholics on one side or Protestants on the other. And if you think about it, doesn't that describe us as Lutherans? We don't really fit with the Roman Catholics, but we don't fit with all the other Protestants either. It's kind of a lonely way. And isn't that how it is when you're a disciple of Jesus Christ as well? You don't fit in with the world. You don't fit in with the groups that people would lump you into. It is, as Sasa points out, a lonely way. We do well to listen to these voices from ages past because we can learn from them. They know a lot about being a disciple in this world. Bonhoeffer describes being a disciple as deadly. And Sasa describes being a disciple as lonely. The prophet Elijah saw the very same thing. As Elijah sought to contend for the word of God in a nation that was becoming more and more corrupt and evil, he saw that following the Lord was both deadly and lonely. We hear the words that he cries out to the Lord, that he's been very jealous for the Lord, the God of hosts. Elijah says, The people of Israel have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars, killed your prophets with the sword, and I, even I only, am left. You see? He's lonely. And they seek my life to take it away. It's a deadly mission following the Lord. As Elijah confronted the lonely, deadly reality of following the Lord, how did God choose to speak to him? The Lord was not in a great strong wind that tore the mountains and broke in pieces the rocks before the Lord. Then there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, the sound of a low whisper. And that is where the Lord God chose to speak to Elijah. In a low whisper. As Elijah's on the run fearing for his life because there's a wicked king and queen who want to put him to death for following the Lord, Elijah could have used a God who was in a great wind or in an earthquake or in a fire, but what he got was the God of a low whisper. And and what's the thing about a whisper? Obviously, I'm not... Anywhere near speaking to any of you in a whisper this morning. You guys know that's not really my way. I'm kind of loud, aren't I? My voice is easy to notice. But if I were to whisper. In fact, let me take my microphone off. Be muted. If I were to whisper, would you be able to 
thing about a whisper is unless you're paying attention, unless you know where to listen for it, you would miss it. Obviously, it's hard to whisper to you here because I have distance from you. And I couldn't whisper to all of you at the same time. It's a very difficult way to speak, and a whisper can be easily missed. And yet that is how God deigns to speak to Elijah. How many of us have presumed that God has stopped speaking? Because we've been listening for him in winds and fires and earthquakes and not realizing that how he often speaks to his church is in a whisper. A voice that many can and often do miss. We are indeed, as followers of Jesus Christ, as his disciples, we are often regarded as fools, hypocrites, Bigots. Think of the slur you want to come up with that you've heard leveled against Christians in this present age. We're often accused of being those who believe in fairy tales and myths. But we are also those who need to remember where to listen to our God speak. There are those who will not believe unless God speaks in earthquakes and winds and fires. But the disciple of Jesus Christ recognizes that God speaks in whispers in ways that might be considered insignificant or unimpressive. That was how he spoke to Elijah. And that's how he speaks to the disciple of Jesus Christ. Certainly, people like Dietrich Bonhoeffer and Hermann Sasse, who lived in a nation corrupted by so much evil, they understood this. That despite what everything around them appeared to be, they knew Their God still spoke to them and called them in his voice to follow him. And that is how our Lord Jesus calls to us today. He calls us like Bonhoeffer and Sasa, like Elijah and Elisha. Like Peter and James and John in our gospel, he calls us to follow him. On a way that is often deadly and lonely. But it's a way where God still speaks to his church. Where he forgives sins. 
where he gives life. And he does it in ways that often appear as whispers. When the Lord God chose to come down among humanity at his first advent, the coming of Christ 2,000 years ago, he didn't come in earthquake, wind, and fire, but in a whisper, born of a virgin and worshipped by shepherds. When, when he came to conquer sin and death, he didn't do it by bringing down an army of angels and archangels at his side, but he did it by dying on a cross. By doing it alone. It was a deadly, lonely way that Jesus Christ went to save you from your sin. In a way that appears to be a whisper. That same Lord Jesus speaks to you today. Not with a voice that breaks down out of the clouds from the sky. But in word and supper at the font in the forgiveness of sins through the low whisper of pastors. No, my voice may be loud, but it is really in the grand scheme of things only a whisper. There is nothing great or mighty about my voice or the voice of anyone else who proclaims the gospel of Jesus Christ, but nonetheless, through sinful, broken people, the Lord Jesus calls us, forgives us, and sets us on the path. The path that is, yes, deadly and lonely, but the path that, thanks be to God, our Lord Jesus Christ walks with us. Make no mistake, dear fellow disciples of Jesus Christ, the way is treacherous before us. It is deadly. And it is lonely. We are never completely alone. For it is the way walked by our Lord Jesus Christ where he has made us disciples, where he has redeemed us with his blood. And he now goes with us on this way of following him. And he promises that he will come again to us one day. And let me tell you, dear friends, that day will not be a whisper. It will be loud. It will be joyous. And everyone will notice. And the Lord Jesus Christ, who walks this deadly, lonely way with us, his followers, will come to us and gather to us, gather us to a place that is no longer deadly, that will be anything but lonely, but will be with the people of God gathered in life and fellowship together for all eternity. Take heart.
dear disciples of Jesus. The way is indeed deadly and lonely. It is costly to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. But we walk the way with him who will deliver us from our death and loneliness for all eternity. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.